If you'd open your Bibles to Romans, Romans chapter 15 will be our passage this morning. Before we read Romans 15, you're going, why is he up there? I often ask myself that question when I'm up here. Why am I up here? I'm up here to introduce, and I'm going to also read the scripture, but I want to introduce to you those that are with us today who are going to be bringing uh, the message this morning. We have a very special uh, lineup here this morning for us. And so you've heard much, though, the term Zimzam Global a lot, or ZZG a lot. Pastor Aaron and I have traveled a number of times, and some of the others of you as well. We talked about that. Many of you are new and have no idea what that even is. You're going to learn about that today. Most of the Zimzam Global team is here with us this morning. We love that you guys are here with us. What a privilege it is. And having been with you guys in other places to come here and be in our church It's God's church, but you know what I'm talking about. It's good to have you guys. So, IBC family, I want to introduce to you the ZimZam Global team. So, Dave and Carolyn and Brian, if you three would stand up. Dave Myers is the the, the head of the the CEO, the big kahuna and all that with ZimZam Global. And his lovely wife, Carolyn, is the reason Dave is what he is. And it's a marvelous thing. And their precious son, Brian, who is our international ambassador with ZimZam Global is who he is. And so Dave, Carolyn, and Brian, welcome you guys. We're glad you're here. Dave will be preaching in a moment. Sean. Sean Homan from California, Southern Cal, down there. She joined ZimZam Global a while back and uh, is a part of that team. And um, stay standing right there, Sean. And Chris and Colleen, If you, this is the, these are the Centeos. Chris and Colleen, and I love his last name because it's Portuguese, Centeio, and I love that. Okay, they're also from California. And uh, when I went to Ecuador a number of months ago, this is the crew I was with, including Dave, and we got to travel around in Ecuador together and had a spectacular time, and there's going to be much to be told about that trip even today. So Chris, Colleen, Sean, welcome you guys. We are glad that you are here. Welcome. And they will be sharing with us today as well. So Romans 15, 1 through 13, follow along as I read. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. 
For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, that would be the Jews, to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it is said, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of his word. Dave Myers, please come forward at this time. Oh, we have a little video. You're right. Before we show the video, I'm going to pray. All right, and ask God to do the speaking. Lord, we just um, ask that you will, in fact, be the one who speaks now through video, through words of people. Lord, by the power of your spirit, would you do the speaking now, we pray, for your glory in Jesus' name, amen. Right before Dave comes up, watch this video. Mm, For the nations, I do it for the nations. Seven billion people in this world still rising. God is opening our eyes, boys and girls, real lies. And that the gospel is upon us. It's our mission just to spread it. Anyone that wanna hear it, any way that they can get it. All across the planet, every country, every village, preaching Jesus resurrected from the grave till they feel it. If not you, not you, then who? If not now, not now, then when? It's competition for their souls, and I'm going for the win. So send me, and I go any place you want me. I'm valid, got my passport and my bags packed in my crazy No, I doubt it, I'm just focused on this vision my mind on this vision It's the Christian who is dying to be living I'm living for the
Thank you, everybody. I love that video because I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. And uh, Carolyn and my son here and my family, and they know there's absolutely no way, Dad, that you could ever do that. We've heard you sing, and uh, one time was enough. So uh, it is so, so good to be here with everybody today. Uh, I say this many times that uh, when I come back to IBC, it really is like coming home. And I was just kidding Pastor Tom here this morning that uh, I got to remind myself, Tom, that uh, you were doing so much together. I'm not really on staff, but I kind of feel like I am, right? And I feel like that our our team is, right? And Tom knows me well enough. I love him to death. We've been serving the Lord together for over 20 years, and we get to do that with Pastor Aaron. I love it so much that he just says, hey, Dave, just knock it off. Okay. All right. So we're, we're good to go. But it's so wonderful to be here together with you guys today, and uh, glad to have my team here. It is true. There's no way we could accomplish all that God is doing through ZimZam Global by myself. And so some of our team is up here. I can't wait for you guys to get a chance to, to meet them. And uh, it'll be going on from today here through lunch and, and, and after lunch. And so um, let me just see. We got the PowerPoint. I think I got to turn this thing on here and get us rolling, right? Okay, here we go. All right. So uh, both Pastor Tom and Pastor Aaron reminded me, hey, Dave, just so you know, when you look out there, you're going to see some faces you've never seen before, because I usually speak up here every year, and it's true. Who in the world is this in the front row here? Oh, Aaron and Abby, they were on their four-month sabbatical, right? Right? And I heard for, from some of you already, you're like, man, we should have had another month out, another month out for him, you know? But it's so good to have him back, and I've been peeking in on Facebook, Aaron, on your messages. And so praise God that you're back, and I'm so glad that God gave you a refreshing time away, but uh, we're glad to have you back in the saddle. So uh, welcome back, all you guys, and uh, I'm glad you had a wonderful time. Um, But uh, today, uh, some of you may not be that familiar with ZimZam Global. And so for those of you that may not be, maybe this is the first time that you're hearing about us. Let me just, uh, just say a couple of things here for you to help you understand that. We've been in existence for almost a decade now. Can you believe that, Tom? And uh, ZimZam Global was born out of Zimbabwe and Zam, Zambia. And so Tom and I and some others had the opportunity about a decade ago as we were transitioning out of 
our uh, church planting organization that we were with for years and years, we had the opportunity to go down to Zimbabwe and Zambia. And as we got down there, leaders in that part of Africa said, hey, 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 can we just call you guys the Zimzam group? Because there was a number of us, and I said, uh, well, Zimzam group, what, what does that mean? Well, we call our, our countries here, Zimbabwe and Zambia, sister countries, the Zimzam countries. So since you guys are here from the U.S., can we just call you the Zimzam team? I said, sure, you know, that's, that's fine. If that helps you, that's great. And when we were down in that region, and we met with some phenomenal leaders, and we saw the children and youth in that region who were excited as they were coming to know, love, and serve Jesus, we found out that in many parts of the world, children or youth are coming to know Jesus, but they don't have the wonderful opportunity like we have here to come into an amazing local church with leaders and be discipled by them. There's such a huge need out there for that age group of children and youth And the leaders had said to us, hey, can you help us figure out how we can provide long-term discipleship for them in a church that currently exists, in new churches that don't exist? I said, I don't even know really what you're talking about here, right? And so the beginning stages of Zimzam Global was born out of Zimbabwe and Zambia, and our vision... Our vision with our team here, which you probably recognize one of those guys, right? Tom, who was with us a few months ago to uh, Ecuador. And of course, we all had to purchase our hat. And I thought about wearing it today. And I thought, no, nah, it's going to look kind of dorky. I don't want to do that, you know. But uh, our team down there in, in Ecuador it was wonderful. And you guys, you, you guys know Tom. You, you know Tom. He's from Brazil, right? He has been dying. He has been dying for years. He and Sue, when are we getting to God's place? You know, Latin America. Because he grew up in Brazil, right? And uh, to be honest with you, my first international experience back in the early 80s was where he grew up on the Amazon basin of Brazil. And so here we are 40 years later. Tom, Tom, before you get to heaven, my friend, we're going to Latin America, okay? We're going to Latin America, and uh, yes, yeah, no, it's wonderful. We got to get us out there before you go to heaven, I go to heaven, or someone sends us to heaven, right? Um, and it was a wonderful, wonderful trip, but Zimzam Global is all about our vision for a church for every child, a church for every child. And it's so exciting here to see you championing children and youth. And I would just use this term, because I'm a really positive thinker, explosive growth happening. And the potential for that here in the Pacific Northwest through IBC is phenomenal. So we came together 10 years ago, and God birthed Zimzam Global out of Zimbabwe and Zambia, and our vision came together God has raised us up here to see a church for every child globally. And then how we accomplish that vision is through our mission, which is to multiply healthy churches among all peoples through children, youth, and families. And we call that church planting remixed 
or in short, CPR. And I love that because we all know the term CPR. When we're trying to do that to breathe life into a person, well, our church planting remixed conferences that we have is breathing life into existing churches and breathing life into new communities through new churches. And we say church planting remixed because we use the strategy of growing churches and starting new churches through the power and the influence of children and youth. The remixed is we go through children and youth. Instead of the top down, the traditional way through adults, we go the bottom up through those influential little, little ones here. And so that's our, that's our mission, to multiply healthy churches. And how we accomplish that vision and our mission is through our strategy. And we have a threefold strategy of training leaders to plant new churches through reaching and discipling children in those communities. And here's the deal. You heard that video there, right? Seven billion. Here we are, the middle of October. Those that are much smarter than me have told us this. November is coming, and November means we will hit eight billion people globally. So we're in the last month of 7 billion people around the world. November will hit 8 billion people globally. And you'll hear from us a little bit, why is that so important and so critical? Because of the explosion of children and youth globally, particularly in some of the countries that, that we're in. And so this verse here is very familiar with all of you guys. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old. He will not depart from it. And so it's wonderful to be here to talk a little bit about ZimZam Global, to introduce you um, to our team. And today, as Tom mentioned, you're going to hear from several of us on our team. And just some of us are here today. A number of our team is out in Africa right now. And I hope and pray that your heart is going to be incredibly touched here because you're going to hear some amazing God stories. You're going to watch some more stirring videos. And you're going to discover together here with us what God might be asking you to do. And that's my hope and my prayer, is that as you enter these doors here today, you're going to be different leaving these doors because of what God is asking you to do. And I want to I just thank the elders here, the pastoral team, Pastor Aaron, Tom, Corey, and others, for uniting together. We get to unite together. We get to do amazing things together here, not only locally and globally. And we're excited today to announce the opportunity that is coming soon, how each one of you can be involved locally here that's going to make a tremendous impact globally. And you don't have to get on a plane to go to Latin America, Africa, or Asia, but you can if God is speaking to you because we want to see an amazing team raised up here to, to join us globally. But thank you so much, IBC, the elders, the leadership here for the partnership together because of the things that we get to do. We get to do together. 
And um, you heard Pastor Tom read that passage. And so if there's ever a time, I think I said this a year ago when I was here, we just had come through the pandemic. If there's ever a time (laughs) that people absolutely need hope and are looking for hope, it is now, right? It is now. We're looking for hope. We have the opportunity to deliver hope. And so that's what this day is all about, is the opportunity that we get together through ZimZam Global and IBC here to deliver hope. I love these statements here. I love the one by Charles Spurgeon. What does he say? Without Christ, there is no hope. Without Christ, there is no hope. What does Martin Luther say? He says, everything that is done in this world is done by hope. That African leader, Desmond Tutu, he says this here, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Despite all of the darkness. And my friends, just coming out of Liberia, West Africa, we are in a region that is full of desperation and darkness and defeat. But God has a remnant. He has a remnant that he's continuing to encourage and raise up in that region so the gospel can go forward and light Light is there, and light is growing, and light is coming, and we get to be a part of that light together. So, with that, though, I love that last part of Romans 15, 13 that Tom had read. I love that passage of Scripture. And so, those quotes are great, but listen to what God says to us, particularly verse 13. He says, hey, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but to be honest with you, just this morning here, worshiping together, I was more hopeful, right? I was more hopeful, and thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship to the King. And because of that, I sat there with even more hope. And I felt pretty hopeful coming in this morning, and I felt even more hope just by worshiping together with you guys. And it was, it, was, it was wonderful. But in Romans 15, as Pastor Tom read that, <clears throat> we know that this passage of Scripture obviously is authored by Paul. And uh, as he was writing that, he was in Corinth, and it was in the mid-50s A.D. That was the time frame that was taking place. And Paul's just expressing to us here today, this is very applicable to us today, that he wants not only all the Romans, but us here at Independent Bible Church in the Pacific Northwest, he wants us to live in harmony together and glorify God together without worrying about all the differences that are going on. That's an incredibly important message for us today. Paul was talking about to the believers there as he wrote the book of Romans. And he's saying, hey, remember, Christ is the one, right? Christ is the one with the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians there to be unified and be harmonious. And he's asking us to do that as well. And I love that in verse 1 there, right? He starts out reminding us, or if I could say it this way, commanding us. He's saying, we who are strong, he's saying that to the Roman Christians there, the Gentile Christians, he's saying that to us here. You guys at IBC, you guys at ZimZam Global, you guys in the Pacific Northwest, you who are strong, 
You don't even have a choice. You ought to be bearing the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. And then he goes on to verse 5 there. He says, hey, you know what? The God who gives endurance and encouragement, I love this, the God of hope. And then he says in verse 5, the God of endurance, the God of encouragement, may he give you the same attitude and the same mind. I absolutely want the same attitude and the same mind that God has. What is his name? Hey, the God of hope. And I say this, right? Who should be the most hopeful people in the world? (laughs) We should, right? We should because we follow. We have inside of us that God of hope. And then he says in verse 5, he's also called the God who gives endurance, the God of encouragement. But I love verse 13 as we end there. And he says here, may the God of hope, and what does he do? He fills us with all joy and peace. As we what? Trust in him. As we trust in him. And as we trust in him, it gives us joy and peace by the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul writes this as an incredible blessing and a prayer over his readers, including us here today. Including us here today. And it's a continuous cycle that we get, you guys. It's a continuous cycle. The God of hope, he will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of hope will fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in him and so forth. It's just a cycle as we trust in him, what he gives us. I love what C.S. Lewis says. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. He says, you are never too old to set a new goal and dream a new dream. And so I don't care if you're three or 103, you're never too old to set a new goal and dream a new dream. And we're here together as a body of Christ, to set some new goals and to dream some new dreams together. And we're going to be talking a bit about that. So we're going to go on just a little journey here. So you guys ready? I want you to hang on. Because I'm just going to take you a little bit around the globe and just tell you some of the things that are happening. So how are we together, IBC and ZimZam Global, how are we delivering hope? Well, if you look up here on the screen... You can see that we're delivering hope in East Africa. You've had the wonderful privilege at times to fellowship with Pastor Francis in East Africa and Kenya. We were hoping to bring Francis and Lillian back here, and they've been so backed up on the visa process. Lillian, we had to get her a passport. She couldn't even get an interview to get a passport until July of 2024. So you think it's a little bit long for some of you to renew your passport, right? Or to get a new passport. She can't even get interviewed until July of 2024. I said, I said, Francis, you got to go find somebody. You got to find somebody that knows somebody. Because I said, Francis, I don't wait real well. So you got to find somebody that knows somebody. And we got to get you in there to get him back. Uh, uh, with us here. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing that's happening in East Africa where we're, we've got Kenya, the, the country of Kenya, that's divided up into five regions, leadership teams there doing, doing amazing things. And I don't have time to tell you all the things 
that God is doing in East Africa, but some amazing partnerships with the Kenya Assemblies of God, the Baptist denomination, and others, and we got some of our team over there right now. So expansion is happening in Kenya and Tanzania. Praise God, you guys, in April, we're going to be launching into Malawi with Children of the Nations. And so praise God for that, because I know that COTN is a big partner with you guys, and that's going to be so powerful and so exciting. But also, Tom just said it, we've been talking about this, thinking about it, and praying about it for years, right? And it finally happened. COVID happened. We had to pause. We had to cancel everything else. And a few weeks ago, oh my word, we were able finally to come together and deliver church planting training through Children's Discipleship Ministry with the Awana Partner for Liberia, and it, it blew our minds. It blew our minds, really. Tom and I would say it was probably one of the best kickoff trainings we've ever had. And it was absolutely amazing. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then next month, we're going to continue our expansion in, in uh, Southern Asia, Nepal, Bhutan, and Northeast India, and Pastor Tom and Aaron and Chris and I will be traveling to that part of the world, and we're going to be standing, I feel like, on holy ground. It's going to be holy ground because of the fact that we've got leaders coming down from Dahran, Southeast Nepal. We've got leaders coming down from Bhutan. We've got leaders meeting together from North India. We have hundreds of them coming to be trained by us, and get this, it's going to be in Hindi. So we're all four trying to brush up on our Hindi here, okay? (laughs) Thankfully, we've got a great translator that's really going to help us because we'd be in big trouble if we had to speak Hindi. And so that's going to be happening in November, and then you're going to be hearing a little bit more about Latin America here uh, this morning. Um, And it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful God story that you as a church, we as a global community... What you have been doing over the last several decades with the wonderful country of Liberia, especially through our dear friends, Anthony and Dora Sakor. And uh, I love this picture of West Africa because that place has been on their minds and on their hearts for decades through two civil wars, right? And you guys have made these bold steps of faith. Where's Jeff? Is Jeff here, the bulldozer? Jeff, I need, we need to get you back as soon as possible. I was just on that road. Oh, okay, yeah. I was on that road, Jeff. We, we, Anthony, isn't that right? We got to get Jeff back there, right? Yeah. But here's what I love. Thousands of kids, after what just happened, a few weeks ago, are already coming to faith in Jesus and starting to be discipled by leaders with what just happened during that week. And Anthony and Doris, please stand up. Oh, my word. I know you, you wave, but you need to stand up. Matter of fact, come on down here just for a minute. Come on down here for just a minute. Come on down here, Anthony and Doris. Yeah. Anthony Doris, just, just come on down here just for a second. I know you're probably hating this, but it doesn't matter. It's what Tom would do. It's what Aaron would do, what I do. Mm. You guys, 
We've heard about Liberia, heard so much about it. Tom has been out there, Aaron's been there. I had the chance to be there. And I just want to tell you guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much for your incredible steps of faith. Against all odds, civil wars, infighting tension, land disputes, all kinds of things. Thank you for never giving up. Never giving up. Thank you for your amazing prayers. Thank you for your sacrifices of being separated like that. And a powerful work of God is happening in the library. You know that. You've been telling us that. And did we have a great week together or what? Amen. Matter of fact, I knew Anthony could get excited, but let me just tell you, he was like over the moon. He was over the moon. Yak, yak, yak. I was like, I thought I talked a lot. Oh, no. And let me just say this. In, in, in Liberia, I was like, man, Anthony and Doris, they're, they're, their English is just wonderful. I can understand them. I kept telling Tom in the training, there's no way these people are speaking English. There's no way they're speaking English. I said, Tom, what, what is this? It's not Portuguese. It was English. But I want to tell you guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. From our ministry, I know you get it from IBC, and uh, God is up to great things, and thank you that you've allowed us to partner together with you guys in that amazing part of the world, because God's got this, and he's got some great things ahead with us. So God bless you. Thank you, brother. And... uh, we weren't really sure how many people were going to come for the training. Kind of the optimal amount of people to come to be trained for church planting and children's discipleship is like 50 to 60. Well, that's not what happened. Uh, you can go back here. I need to go back. Uh, uh-oh. Did I do it? Let's just get back to the right slide here. There we are. Thank you. 200 came. 200 pastors and ministry leaders. And Anthony will say this, Tom and I will say this, we are on the verge daily, minute by minute, of being out of control. (laughs) But you know what? Here's the deal. You cannot harness the Holy Spirit. You cannot harness the Holy Spirit. You can't Excel spreadsheet the Holy Spirit. You can't out-invite the Holy Spirit. And God showed up big time. 200 pastors and ministry leaders came and amazing is an understatement. Here's some of the statements that were made to Tom and I. And we brought our two Kenyan brothers to help do the training as well. Pastor Dave, Pastor Tom, we have 200, 300, 400 kids coming. We don't know what to do with them. We just tell them a few stories. What do we do? I said, wait till Wednesday because it's coming here. It's coming. Pastor Dave, you're talking about discipleship. I don't have a Bible. My people don't have a Bible. I need a Bible. I brought two 50-pound bags of Bible resources and Bibles, leather Bibles. Can you believe that? Let me just say this. No one was asking me, hey, is that King James, New Living Translation? (laughs) No one was asking me that. They were just like, hey, 
I need a Bible. I gave out every Bible. I tried to give out Tom's Bible, too. I gave out his training manual, but I didn't give out his Bible. And when you come back, we need some Bibles. Are you guys listening to me? When you come back, we need some Bibles. We need to bring another whoever, 100 pounds from me, 100 pounds from Tom, 100 of Bibles to give away so they can disciple kids and leaders and so forth. And I said, well, how many do you need, sir? He goes, 50 to start off with because of, there's 50 people there that have come to Christ over the last few years that don't have Bibles. And so it was amazing. So, hey, we couldn't take you to Liberia, but we're going to just do a quick five days in um, about three minutes here for you. So let's just take a look at the video, a little overview.
You go five days and three minutes for Liberia for the week, right? <clears throat> and it really is, it really is we're clapping for, because let me just say this, it was no question about it. It was so successful, not because of me, Tom's, it was so successful because of this here, you guys. Prayer. You guys have prayed. You have given. You have gone for years and years. Anthony and Doris have sacrificed so much. God is on the move. And we get to be a small part of it. Part of it. And you know what? We just stepped into God's amazing presence of what he's doing in Liberia. And Liberia is critical for us as a church, critical for us as a ministry together here. Because of this here, You've heard Pastor Tom talk about this. The global north is which where we're at right now, but the rising influence of the global south. The growth of the global church is outstanding. And it's not necessarily happening in North America. It's happening in Latin America, Africa, Asia. It's so significant. So what we're doing in helping come alongside and equip the global church is so critical for us. And if you think a little bit about this Africa, about 1.2 billion people right now, in the next 20, 25 years, it's going to grow to 3 billion. One half of them will be under the age of 15, three times the size of the U.S. So if we don't harness children and youth and go after them and get them discipled and get them being led and into a growing and going church, we have missed it. We have missed it because what's on God's heart, we've missed it because of the strategy of this. And so as we're expanding across East Africa... This puts us in West Africa, which is really critical here for what we call the 1040 window of that 4 billion people that have limited access to no access to the Bible. And most of the people in that 1040 latitude, longitude window there, they've never seen those three Bs, right? They've never seen a believer before. They've never seen the body of Christ and never been a part of having a Bible. That's the majority in that 1040 window. And yet, we want to really focus in on that 414 age group that makes up globally about 2 billion, 2 billion kids and growing. And so ZimZam Global was started down here in Zimbabwe, Zambia, we're in Kenya and Tanzania, but we want to continue to go north in West Africa. Why? Because it puts us in the context of that militant Islamic front that is dark and desperate, that is stealing kids and children and youth, and putting the Quran in one hand and a gun in the other. And if they can't teach them their theology, they'll steal the girls, they'll impregnate them, and they'll breed their, their ideology. That's the reality of it. If you cut Africa in half, you take militant Islam coming from the north, you take Christianity coming from the south, there's a great collision coming. And I'm telling you, my friends, we have got to be so strategic and intentional. This is why Liberia in West Africa is so critical for us for the gospel to penetrate those territories there. And then in November, we head over to Northeast India, where we call the Seven Sister States. And God's placed us in in an amazing strategic place there too, that now we're going to be launching out of the Northeast into Northern India and right on the border of Nepal and Bhutan. Matter of fact, before Aaron and Tom and Chris get out there, I'll be out there with a couple of my colleagues, 
And we'll be speaking at the Himalayan Leadership Conference and introducing them the concepts of ZimZam Global. And so this is part of what we get to do together as well. But uh, I'm very, very excited about also what God has for us. One of the unique things, one of the unique things that we're getting to deliver in Africa and South Asia that's so significant for us is this aspect of a church is a refuge. That's part of our training. A church is a refuge. Your church should be a place of refuge. Your churches you plant should be places of refuge. It must include, we must welcome the least of these lost, marginalized, those that are disabled, those that are traumatized, those that are trafficked. And as we were delivering the training there, right in the middle of Embrace Church, I said to our leaders out there, look out the window here, look out the door. You see the people walking by. When they walk by Embrace Church, do they see this as a church, a place of refuge? When people walk by on the street here, they're jogging, they're walking their dog, do they see IBC as a place of refuge? It's a place of safety. I can go there and be loved and respected. I can understand the love of Jesus. Yeah, I believe that that's happening here. No doubt about it. But we're shaking their worldviews, and it happened in Liberia. When we say, we not only welcome a church for every child, those with disabilities, we need them. And to illustrate that point just for a minute, I'm going to invite my wife Carolyn to come up and just share a brief testimony. so wonderful in the ZimZam Global Training is bringing value to people, whether they're little people or whether they're people with disabilities. And the makeup of our family, we have three adult children. Our middle son, Brian, who's with us, was born with a disability. And we had the opportunity to go over to Tanzania and be part of the training over there. And we brought with us Brian and our daughter, Megan, and they were handing out snacks and interacting with people, sometimes doing their dishes or whatever over the course of time. And when I had the opportunity to teach the church as a refuge piece, I started out by looking out over the whole crowd, and there were all these people, some dressed in tribal gear from the Maasai, and some just dressed in regular clothing, And um, I said, we have a son that was born with a disability. And they're like, oh, mm, oh." you could just hear it across the whole crowd. Oh, yeah, he was born with a head that's smaller than most. Mm, mm." And you could just, the moans and groans like this is so unfortunate for you. Uh, Yeah, and he was uh, born with uh, deaf in one ear. Again, moans and groans. And you've all met him. Literally the entire crowd went unleashed. They were like, we've never met him. What do you mean? How could... No. Um, I said, yeah, he's been serving snacks to you this whole time. And what changed in them was like, wait, what? Someone with a disability could actually be trained and learned and grow to be useful in the kingdom? Yeah, they can. 
And it was really important because even at the very end of the session, a man came up. I couldn't even understand what he was saying. He was speaking in Swahili. He was bawling. And um, we asked somebody to come over to help us and say, you know, what is this man saying to us? And he said, I've had two children hidden in my hut, and they've never seen the light of day. I didn't know that they could be useful. So it it helps me think about, well, first of all, I truly believe that our churches are not only a place where we want to welcome people with disabilities, we need them. Because there are things about the way our friends with disabilities are wired that they can affect people in ways that no one else can. We tell this to Brian all the time. There are ways you minister to people, I can't even touch it. I don't even know how to do it the same way you do. Because God has uniquely wired you for that. And it makes me think of that verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, where God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so what does Paul say back to that? Therefore, I'm going to boast about all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest in me. To Chris. Give the mic to Chris. So we get the wonderful opportunity here to launch Latin America. And so I'm going to invite my amazing colleague, Chris Santeo, I can't do the Portuguese part. Come on up here, Chris, and talk to us here and help us launch together here Latin America. And here, clicker and just hit that bottom arrow. Yep. Okay. Well, it's great to be with you today. Um, I was here four years ago. And so it's been a time, it's been a journey. Much has happened uh, in spite of things that kept us home. So. I thank you for having us and for supporting us in your prayers, as Dave has said, and I'm just grateful to be able to share a little bit about the, the more micro, Dave gave you a little bit of the macro, of the Latin America launch. And so uh, this morning, though, as we were sitting here talking, I realized uh, that your church really was a part of the initial foray into Latin America. I don't know if you realize that, or I don't know if everyone was here at that time, but there was a team that went down to the DR and trained CPR, Church Planning Remix. So that happened four years ago. And so now I stand in front of you to talk about our Latin America launch. And let me see if I can get this right. Yeah, there you go. We started talking about this about three years ago, that they talked about Zimzam, Zimbabwe, right? Zambia, our beginning. But under that, it says global. That's where we began, and that's where we're going, global. And so it's great to know that we have so many wonderful people encouraging us, that you're on our team. Because sometimes it can get a little lonely out there, let me just tell you. And you feel like, man, am I making a difference? There's nobody next to me saying, yeah, yeah, you're doing okay, but I am encouraged because I know you are here. I hear the stories, and it, it moves us on and continues to help us move forward with the, uh, with the initiatives we have. So Latin America Launch, what is that? That is just a title we use for our new initiative to get into all of Latin America. 
And so we began that journey. And uh, after two or three years of talking about it, we finally put our toe in the water. We went to Ecuador with a partner and uh, kids around the world. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that later. But we put our toe in the water and God just opened the doors and opened our eyes really to see the possibilities that were there through a partner called Kids Around the World. And so, uh, you know, Tom has this saying, the Holy Ghost train ride. And let me just say, the train has left the station, okay? (laughs) We are on a train ride here. And God is doing things that I didn't see two years ago, but it's all in God's timing, amen? So Latin America launch, we want to see a church for every child in every country in Latin America. And guess what? We get to do it with you and other bodies like you throughout the United States. So we're just grateful for that. We're grateful for you guys getting on board with this. Um, let's see here. So this is Ecuador. You heard Tom was with us there. And this is a little gal in a village high up in the mountains, no running water. They have to go down the hill to get water. There was no gospel presence here. None at all. And so in Ecuador, we have an inc- they have, Kids Around the World has an incredible connection with the government. And they said, we need you guys to go up here and work in this community. So they did. And amazingly, the people in those villages took it upon themselves to learn the children's discipleship program and provide it to the people that they live with, basically. So they took it on. So it's an amazing story you can see here on the left. On the right is another community that we're going to be talking about partnering through or through us with uh, in Ecuador. And so just a little bit about these things, though. It's a partnership, right? It's a partnership. Together we can do so much more, so much more. When we don't try to hold on too tightly to what we're doing, we don't want to own it. It's God's anyway. Amen? It's God's anyway. So we're working with you, kids around the world, children of the nations, Embrace Liberia, many other partners to see the gospel furthered. And what the one thing about these villages I will say is this. They don't have any churches. Right now, there's 30 of them in Ecuador with no churches. And this other organization said, we need churches. We need churches. That's the vision for church planting. We need churches. Let me go ahead to the next one. Yep. We need churches. There's a vision for church planning. Why? Why? Well, last night we had the opportunity to speak to a a couple of people from your congregation here. And they shared with us the buy-in, the number of people that volunteer in the children's ministry. It was very exciting. Now think about that. You're passing down a legacy, a legacy of Christ, right, to the next generation. That's why churches are needed. That happens here. If there's no church, it's not going to happen. This is God's idea. He said, I will build my church. It's not my church. It's not my plan. It's God's plan. And we get to be a part of it. So the vision is to see churches in every one of these villages in Ecuador and beyond into the rest of Latin America. So there's opportunity there for you in partnering, right? Do you speak Spanish? If you do, there might be an opportunity for you. Are you a teacher? Do you like to train? 
There might be an opportunity for you. Tom can get you trained. Just speak to him. We could use teams like that. So there are opportunities in this partnership, not just for Zim Zam to see churches planted and a church for every child, for, for you to put your toe in the water and get excited and see what God will do. I'm going to back up now to this little slide, one meal. So we have a potluck after church today, and we're going to hear a little bit more about one meal from my colleague, Sean. And uh, one meal is a program that will help not only bring nutritional meals to the field in places like Ecuador, they're also in the DR, they're in Africa, and other nations, but it's an opportunity for the community here to be involved in putting together these meals. So I'm not going to go into detail right now about that. We'll learn more at the potluck later. Sean will explain that. But I just want to say that this is a great opportunity in Latin America for you to get on board to see what God will do. It's always exciting to see what God will do. And he usually does something that you don't expect. So thank you so much. Uh, We're looking forward to sharing more about Latin America launch, about Ecuador and One Meal. And so uh, with that, I will turn it back over to Dave. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chris, so much. Um, So I'll give you a little bit of an idea of, of our Latin America launch. Uh, that we're, we're launching here. We've been talking a little bit about it. I know Tom's been talking about it, meeting with the missions committee and, and so forth. And um, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. And here's the deal. I really didn't want to launch the Latin America launch with any other church but IBC. Because we've had tremendous success together in Africa, in Asia, and I knew Tom was from Latin America, Right? So, Tom, come on, you got to get on this trip with me, you know. Who am I rooming with? Oh, you're rooming with me. All right, okay, sure, yeah, all right, whatever. But he, we got him out there, right? And Tom was blown away. I was blown away what was happening in Ecuador. And, you know, you kind of think about Ecuador as like, they've got the gospel. Well, only about 10 to 12% of the entire population is evangelical. The rest would be a strong, dominant, you know, Catholic presence. And so... We get the opportunity here today, as, as, uh, as Chris referred to it here, um, we'll be having a potluck um, that we, we get to go to, and I can't wait, I love potlucks. Um, and yet, for us to launch that, for us to launch that, there's a cost involved and an impact that is going to take place. And you, I don't know if you got one when you came in. But uh, we, have a, we have our summer letter that everybody should get a copy of today, that if you didn't get it when you came in, it was in the bulletin, you can get them on your way out here. And it gives more information about the Latin America launch and what we're trusting God for. And so please take a look at that, take it home. And let me just walk you through a couple of things here uh, about that, and then we'll be done in just a minute here. Is here's the cost and the potential impact as we move forward together. And we are trusting God for our Latin America launch for him to raise up $100,000. 
And 50,000 of that is going to be talking about what Chris just talked about here in helping us get into five Latin American countries. And we're starting with Ecuador. You'll be hearing at the potluck at lunch today that we're trusting God for $30,000 in addition to that 50 to kick off our first food packing event in the Pacific Northwest through IBC. And then another $20,000 for future church planting trainings that's going to come uh, later on. And so our goal is to see God raise up $100,000. So Tom, Aaron, get your checkbook out. Okay? I know you guys can do it, right? And the impact, the initial impact for us is to come alongside these leaders and churches to train 600 new leaders through 12 church planting training events that in time will plant 120 new churches and would begin the discipleship of 15,000 kids for the very first time. Okay, all right, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the initial impact, but let me just tell you something. We just did Liberia, right? We just got word that 30 churches that attended there initially signed up to be trained fully by Awana that will give them one full year of children's discipleship. The average African church gets 75 to 150 kids immediately and then doubles and triples within months. So Liberia, let me just say this to you guys, we will immediately start impacting 3,000 kids that will come to faith in Jesus, begin to disciple, and then I believe we're going to see 6,000, 12,000, and so forth. We just have seen it. So this number here... If we go for this together, it's probably too small. It's probably too small. But we have to start somewhere. So we're asking you to pray with us. Pray with us of what we get to do together. What we get to do together. Not only Africa and Asia, but Latin America. And let me just say this. There's more coming for West Africa, I can promise you. There's more coming for West Africa. Pray with us that God will raise up $100,000 to make this kind of initial impact. And we don't know what that means for you. Maybe it's $5, maybe it's $50, maybe it's $5,000, maybe it's $10,000. Maybe someone says, you know what, I got this. Okay, we accept. We accept. Because we know God has got this, right? We know God has got this. And so that's what we're trusting Him together. And if God is speaking to your heart now or later... You can just fill out that bottom half of that, drop it in the offering, give it to Pastor Tom, give it to me, go home and pray about it, talk about it. Because Tom will be announcing some things coming down the road here with IBC in Latin America uh, at our launch. And so here's the thing that I just want to remind everybody to do here. Continue to bathe all that we're doing together in prayer. Pray daily at 10.40 a.m. for that 10.40 window of least people, least reached people groups around the world. Pray daily at 4.14 p.m. for that age group that needs to receive the gospel. Danny Wilder's here. I was talking to him the other day. He goes, hey, Dave, I got my watch set. 10.40, I'm praying. I'm praying. And so take that as a challenge for us to pray daily for those without access to the gospel 
the 1040 window, and that age group, 414. And then sign up to get our updates. You can go right to zimzamglobal.org, zimzamglobal.org, sign up for our updates, and that's where we'll communicate to you monthly. And uh, I pray and hope that you'll give significantly, sacrificially, and generously. People ask me at different times, hey, Dave, you're going on this trip. I'd like to give you some cash. And I said, thank you. That's wonderful. How much do you need? I said, well, how much can you give? Well, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm going to be with people here that are just hurting like you wouldn't believe. That absolutely have no hope. And so I don't know what that is for you. If it's 50, 500, 5,000, 50,000, I don't know what it is. But I'll just ask you this. Would you consider giving generously? Giving boldly? Giving sacrificially? But give till it hurts. Give till it hurts. Tom knows this. People were lined up every day to talk to us because of how they were hurting. How they were hurting. And you all know this too. We've been so blessed. We can't outgive God. There's just no way. There's just no way. And so I don't know what that is for you, but would you pray about that with us? Now, afterwards, later. And then um, today, come to lunch for more information on our one meal food packing event that Chris and Colleen and Sean will be talking about. And let me just say this you do not want to miss that. Come to not only the potluck, but that information meeting and step into his amazing presence and find out what you get to do. What you get to do. Because God is speaking to you, and he's asking you to do something. To do something, I know that. Just get up, get your toe wet, and do something together. And our team with Tom will be talking about that at our uh, lunch hour uh, meeting. And um, so before we take up the offering, I turn it over to you. We're going to just see this little video here, Tom, okay? We're going to see this little video. To give you an idea, I know you've done a food packing event here about a decade or so ago, and now we get a chance to do that, but we're hoping it's not once a decade, okay? We're hoping that it's not once a decade. Let's just take a peek here at the excitement of one church in their food packing event with, one, with uh, kids around the world and what it's going to look like, what it potentially could look like with us here uh, coming, and then I'll have Tom come on up. Okay, let's go ahead and hit the video. Jesus, light of heaven, lover of the lost. What if we just didn't do church normal today? What if we took an opportunity to clear out the seats, those common seats that we sit in every week with our normal expectations of what we're coming to engage in and to enjoy? Um, and what if we actually got our hands in the mix of something in the world? And so that's what we did in all four of our gatherings this weekend. We packed food. We 
believe that this is just a simple, tangible way that we can be Jesus to the world is to put our hands in the mix, to be people that don't just talk about living on mission, but actually live on mission, to not just go to church, but to actually be the church. So physically, families and friends and first-time guests and visitors for the second time are gathering in this space, packing food that will then find its way to South Africa to feed those that are most in need. serve, our hearts are knit together. When we serve, beautiful things can come to life. And hopefully the world gets changed just a little bit more because of what we did today as a church. We're going to do that. January 28th, we're doing that. I wasn't here last time because I hadn't moved back yet. I can't wait. You're going to hear more about that. That's what we're going to do in this information. Pastor Aaron's going to tell us about that in a minute. We have an opportunity to respond to this. We have been called to be a part. And IBC, we're going to, oh man, I am jumping out of my skin with excitement of what God is going to do. He's already been using IBC for these things. But he's going to continue to do so. The opportunity is coming. As we talk about doing a meal packet event in January and, Lord willing, a missions trip to Ecuador in June. All right? And so not only the ZimZam Global thing is a, is a concept for many of us, it's becoming a reality of us in some way that we can be a part of that. And I love that. Amen? Shall we pray? And shall we stand up? We shall, my pastor, leading the way. I love that. Let's pray. Lord, this is all about what you are doing. And so, Lord, I just pray for each person in here to be responsive to however you're calling each person to be engaged or that simply, Lord, to pray. As Dave pointed out, all this happens because your people pray and you move. You've asked us to do that. And so whatever that may be, whether it's giving financially, whether it's just encouraging, whether it's actually going and being a part, whatever it is, may we each one of us be obedient to your call, Lord, because there is nothing better. This is the way you have built us is to respond, to be obedient to your call, Lord, and it is then when we truly live. 
And so all of this we give into your hands. You bless it. It is yours. And so, Lord, speak to our hearts. We love you, Lord. We are here only to worship you, to serve you, to know you more, and to be conformed to the image of your son, Jesus Christ. So thank you, Lord. In his precious name we pray. Amen.